Hi, this is Sandy Rios, and this is day two with Senator Pat Colbeck. Pat is from Michigan, a longtime friend. Well, we were, he wasn't a friend first, he's a friend through radio. I find through the years that people that I talk to do become friends, and that's, I love that. Uh, then they give me lots of great information and help me stay informed, and that's what Pat did during the 2020 election. You know, Pat is a former um, engineer, he worked with NASA. He understands uh, technology, and he is one of the first persons that alerted me to the that there might be a problem with the voting machines. And he stayed on this uh, and begun to write about it and examine, and he has just done incredible work. He's, he's a person whose name is not well known, but it should be, because he has done great work on this. So you're going to hear part two of this discussion in a second. But let me just say, before we get to that, uh, we are so happy that you're listening. You know that. I tell you that every day, and I mean that. Uh, we're a partnership. Uh, what we, you know, wouldn't mean much if I were just talking to myself. It's great to hear from you. You can, by the way, contact us or give uh, leave a comment at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Or you can you know, send an email like um, many of you who are former radio listeners of my morning show at sandy at afr.net that's sandy at afr.net plus you can find us on all the social media platforms uh, facebook twitter instagram getter truth social youtube rumble all of them all well that's there may be a few that i've missed but i don't think so and if you want to uh, tell your friends about the show they can find the show anywhere uh, on uh, podcast uh, platforms and People often have favorites, so they just have to look for Sandy Rios 24-7, and they can find it. Uh, so um, so I think that's like the end of the uh, stuff I need to tell you. But uh, the other thing is just to th- thank you, because we've only been on the, the air uh, just barely, not even a month, maybe three weeks, and already we are getting some wonderful results, meaning you've been very generous in uh, donating to Preborn. A preborn has agreed to partner with us in these early days, and already we're getting some uh, great results because of you, because you have gone to preborn.com slash Sandy and given them the, a generous donation, many of you. It's just amazing to me. It's preborn.com slash Sandy, and if you're just now hearing this, preborn helps uh, deliver, and I don't mean like physically deliver, but save from destruction, little preborn babies. And they do that by providing ultrasounds for women who are questioning their pregnancy. And those uh, those ultrasounds are $28. Well, that's how much it costs the woman, and that's how preborn helps them because many of them don't have financial help or they're struggling, and that's why they don't want to keep the baby. So $28 will provide one ultrasound. And if you think that you can afford that or any multiple of that times whatever number, uh, we would love uh, you to help us help preborn and help save babies. Again, go to preborn.com slash Sandy, preborn.com slash Sandy. But meanwhile, sit back, relax, and enjoy pet part two with Senator Pat Colbeck. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. The most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. 
Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. All right, well, this is our second day with Pat Kolbeck, one of my favorite guests. I love Pat. He's taught me so much about uh, election integrity. I remember back in 2020, Pat is the one that talked to me about, explained in great detail about how the machines, the voting machines in the TIF Center were connected to outside sources, which is anathema to voting machines. They promised us they were not connected anywhere else. No one else could have access. It was completely clean and not corrupt, and that was an absolute lie. And as a result of that and the exposure of that through Pat's information, through uh, uh, lots of other people who spoke out about it, we have learned a lot. But meanwhile, Dominion Voting Systems started suing everyone. And with that, Pat is a former engineer with Boeing. Uh, He worked with NASA on the space station. He also taught at Space Camp. But he's also a former Michigan State senator uh, and a former – he does a lot of things. He's written a book, uh, which is called – the 2020 coup, what happened and what can we do? Because he was there in the counting center at TIF as an observer in 2020. And that's really the impetus for him getting involved in vote in this whole issue of voter fraud. Pat, Dominion Voting Systems is not the only system in this country. But I, I guess my first question for you is, is there anyone they have not sued or threatened uh, to be silent <laughs> on their connection to outside sources with their machines? Yeah, they may not be the only voting system, but they are definitely the most litigious. And it always seems to be tied to Mark Elias and his team for some reason. So who'd figure? Um, Yeah, uh, so they've been trying to intimidate people into silence for quite a bit. uh, And they've been using clauses that have been put into their contracts with state government that are sometimes referred to as illusory clauses that prevent people from accessing their source code or even analyzing their source code in any way, shape, or form. Um, So here we have probably the uh, least transparent uh, approach to one of the most important election processes, which is tallying the votes. You may recall, I think it was uh, Stalin's assistant, maybe it's um, where he would sit there and say, hey, I don't care who votes. I care who counts the votes. That's right. I'm yeah, it doesn't matter who there, but... yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter who votes. What matters is who counts the votes. I, I think Stalin himself said that. Yeah, you know, Sidney well, Powell, a... ha... <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sidney Powell, I was just going to say, you know, was the first one out of the box on this uh, publicly. And she has been really silenced and sued into silence. It's just horrific what they've done to her. Uh, Mike Lindell has been sued. Mike's fought back. He has the resources to do that. Uh, but I want to also explain that Dominion has come after all the networks uh, that, that as yeah. though they had to. But the cable news networks uh, and Newsmax, others, they Fox, so they, they won't talk about it. In fact, they joined the party line that there was nothing to see in, in voter uh, machines. Yeah, Is there an exception to that? Everyday citizens that their only sin was that they submitted an affidavit about what they saw during the 2020 election. And their affidavits, a lot of them had nothing to do with the machine. So they were just going off and suing everybody and trying to intimidate everybody. So just to think about this, I always try to approach from a common sense perspective, Pat, because that's really, we can't know everything, but some things don't pass the smell test. So you and Sidney Powell and many others reported that there were problems with these machines. You verified it. You wrote about it. uh, You proved it, that they were connected and manipulated from other sources in some cases. 
Uh, so then the the company that makes those machines sues everyone into silence, including the media. Radio stations, too. A big network radio station, scared to death to say anything because Dominion has a lot of money and a lot of power. Uh, so then you have uh, social media completely silencing any kind of discussion. Uh, and you have yeah. uh, uh, networks claiming there was no voter fraud. It, it, it's, it's like a huge gaslighting operation that's taken place over the election of 2020 and 2022. So, yeah, um, it's very chilling. I was actually invited to serve on a panel with some pretty um, prominent national radio hosts that you'd recognize the names. And a half hour before that panel, I, I got this frantic call by the organizer of the event and said, hey, uh, you can't talk about your book and you can't talk about um, voting machines. And this was, I mean, that's my, that's what I talk about, right? So, um, and it, but the, they got a call from their corporate legal team that said, "Exne on the voting chne, a voting system chne," and so that it really is a, um, it's frightening to see how how um, successful they've been at chilling public discussion. You know, one person that we have not discussed in the first the first day we spent together. Who I've interviewed, you you turned you you uh, tipped me off as to what was happening to her in Colorado, Tina Peters. Uh, you weren't the only one, mm-hmm. and I ended up ended up spending lots of time with Tina. She was a Colorado a, a clerk uh, in a county in Colorado, and she has just uh, there's been hell to pay for her because she found yeah. some malfeasance in the voting machines. Can you explain that in a uh, understandable way, given all that's happened. Give us an update on what happened there. Mesa, I think. Mesa County. Well, first of all, Tina Peters is a hero. Um, yes. The information that she captured is uh, extremely valuable, and it continues to be valuable to this day. Um, so just for those of you who didn't hear about what happened with her, what she did is she took what's called a forensic image of her county election management server, um, which was uh, managed by Dominion, and she took a picture of it, essentially, before Dominion went off and serviced it. And then she took another picture of it after they serviced it to see what the before and after was, because they were ostensibly just going in there to perform routine maintenance and upgrade of the system. And what she found was startling, because the original image actually showed that there were two different election results databases uh, on it, which was very strange. There was one that was created at the time that the election started and they had early voting out in Colorado. So it was on for some time. And then a few days later, they saw the creation of another election results database. That should never happen. And the weird thing is only some of the votes from the original database were migrated over to the new database. So apparently somebody had a, they got their indicators of where the direction of the election was heading. And they decided that they wanted to have a different set of election results that were going to be portrayed to the general public. Um, since that point in time, by the way, that information is captured in a report called the Mesa County Report Number 3. I think you can, if you Google it, it's very difficult to see. I think you need uh, to go to Tina Peters' website or Frank Speech. Um, but since that point in time, out at frankspeech.com, they've made those forensic images available to the general public. And what we're finding is that people that have a lot more tech savviness than I do have been delving into those images, and they found some pretty damning pieces of evidence that I think most people should be interested in hearing about, including 
now that they're able to actually examine the source code, they're finding deliberate vulnerabilities built into the code that allows people to go into the system, modify election records, and get out of the system without leaving a trace. And uh, which should be concerning <laughs> on the face of it, but uh, you'd still, the next step uh, would be, well, is there any evidence that somebody did come in and manipulate any of the data? Or is there anybody that had access to that data that shouldn't have had access to the data? And there's additional evidence on those forensic images that if you peek under the hood and you go to a, this is something for all the tech geeks out there. If you go to a pagefile.sys file, which is essentially when you run out of RAM on your machine, the random access memory, you want to you want to have a little holding place, if you will, to go off and store all your information about the ongoing application that you're using or transaction you're conducting. You put it in kind of like a little cubby hole, if you will, that you get like um, like a little key rack that you hold uh, conveniently for when you need to go off and retrieve it. Well, inside that little temporary storage file, they found evidence of communications with quite a few um, domains that have a .cn uh, 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 URL associated with them. And just so you know, .cn means that it's uh, something that's hosted in China. Oh, boy. Well, so there is pretty right. damning evidence coming out of what Tina Peters did, and it's another reason why we need to get rid of these machines. Yes, and I want to say on a personal level, just because people may not have heard her story, because this podcast is new and they might not have heard the live show in the mornings, Tina is a gold star mom. Her husband, her husband, her son, that she loved so much, was killed uh, in the war, uh, the the Middle Eastern War. And so, uh, nevertheless, she decided she wanted to do something to help the country. So she ran for clerk in Mesa County. Uh, and when she discovered what Pat is describing, uh, she was raided by the FBI. Raided by the FBI. Uh, she was uh, shut out of her office. Uh, she has been disgraced by her neighbors and friends, and yet, because she's such a woman of integrity and strength, she would not quit. She ran for Secretary of State. She lost in 2022, right, Pat? Theoretically, yeah. Now, theoretically, right. She, yeah, like everyone else, uh, she, yeah, somehow conveniently lost in 2022, but she has paid a huge price, but she's not stopping. It's just an amazing story. Well, in the time that we yeah, have left... If you we... want to see that story, um, go watch Selection Code. Mike Lindell produced a documentary of her story that if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. It's called Selection Code. And where could you find that, Pat? Because you know you can't find you can things just anywhere. I know, I know you can't Google <laughs> this stuff anymore. It's like we don't exist. Yeah. But if you go to lindelltv.com, I think you can get it out there. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I think that's okay. the best place to start. Oh, great. Thank you for that heads up. Well, one of the things that we talked about the first time we uh, spent some time together, this is part two, uh, was your article, Two Keys to Securing Our Elections. And by the way, let me repeat to you that Pat has written some great stuff. His website is letsfixstuff.com, letsfixstuff.com. Remember, he is an, a NASA. He was uh, an engineer who worked with NASA. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He has a mind for technology, which most of us don't. And he's found things that most of us would never find. And he writes about it. And the, the interesting thing is Pat's great mind uh, is so great, he's able to break this down so that you and I can understand it. And I appreciate that, Pat. 
Uh, so if you go to letsfixstuff.com, you can read much of what we're talking about. He recently posted two keys to securing our elections. In part one, we talked about, oh, the problems with our elections, whether it's voter rolls or it's the machines or uh, other entities that are interfering. We talked about kind of the history of the corruption of the election process. The, uh, it's, a, it's a method of taking over a country to corrupt their elections and then change their constitution, then take over business. That's what they did in Venezuela. And that, I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, is where the United States is heading. And that's why people like Pat and many of my other friends, I think of Cleta Mitchell, I think of J. Christian Adams, I think of Hans von Spakovsky and lots of and Judicial Watch, uh, they're working like crazy to do what they can to stop this. But you need to be prepared. And there are actually things that you can do. So let's turn our minds to that, Pat, how, what could, people are listening to this and feeling helpless. Who wouldn't? So what can we do? Where should we start? Well, as you talked about in my book, I, I talked not just about what happened in 2020, but what we can do around it. And in there, I list, you know, dozens of action steps that people can take. But I found that in today's Twitter-based society, you got to be very short. You got to be right to the point. And so I've in that latest post out of letstickstuff.org, I focus on just two keys to go off and securing our elections. We hit the one key, which deals with cleaning our voter rolls and making them more transparent in part one of our, our discussion here. The part two was really, I gave a teaser at the end there, but it's, it's around uh, securing our voting systems. And that means making sure that we secure the process of actually tallying the vote. Um, you know, we're talking about the fact that it's not the one who votes that counts. It's the one who counts the vote that counts. And right now we have zero access to witnessing what happens inside those electronic voting systems. And then when we're told, you got to trust us, uh, when you start peeking behind the, the curtain, uh, if you will, on what we're supposed to trust and the certification methods that they use, we find out that it's a bunch of malarkey, to use a Joe Biden expression. Um, and in what we're finding, that certification uh, is nowhere near the sort of rigor that needs to be applied for something that's been designated a critical infrastructure component. As you were mentioning before, I, I worked on Space Station. I worked on the life support system, actually, for Space Station. The astronauts tended to think of that as a critical infrastructure component of the Space <laughs> Station. And, and so the same thing with our elections. There's a certain rigor that goes into it if you're serious about treating this as critical infrastructure. And what we're finding is they're just giving lip service to this good housekeeping seal of approval called certified voting system. I'll give you a quick example. In Detroit, the most recent election back in, well, when I was out there for the primary election, I was witnessing their public accuracy test for the machines. Now in Detroit, they've got 450 precincts and they've got um, 24 workstations that were dedicated to counting absentee ballots out at the TCS Center. Uh, their public accuracy test tested only 14 machines, um, and none of those machines were actually deployed on Election Day. So the public accuracy test is supposed to go off and prove that when you're counting the votes that they're accurate, but they're not testing any of the machines that are actually counting the votes. That's just one example of the complete uh, dog and pony show that's known as our certification. Right now, I'm going through, I've been issuing FOIA requests to build the case for um, several lawsuits that I'm working on. And I asked the state of Michigan for uh, the certification standards that they're using as a basis of certifying our systems. And 
All they got me was a test report that had references to some of our state statutes, but not all of them. It was incomplete. So there's nothing uh, in our quote-unquote certified voting systems that verifies that they're compliant with state law. So it, it literally is, I mean, it takes, this is what I used to do on Space Station. I was a systems engineer, and I would go through requirements and verify that our products and designs actually met the requirements. We're not doing any of that, apparently, on our voting systems. And they're taking advantage of the fact that these systems are so complex that it takes third parties to go off and deploy them. And these uh, third parties are constantly telling our uh, elected clerks that, uh, you know, these things are air-gapped. They're not connected to the Internet. And our clerks, most of them, they're not tech geniuses. They're not going to know what what to look for. I mean, to give you an example of – how disingenuous some of these vendors are um, in the Antrim County lawsuit. You may recall sure. uh, one of the, the, one of the investigations that was done actually straight into a nearby County where they got access to a voting machine. And we had some technical experts able to go into that voting machine. Now the clerks told that none of these machines connect to the internet, right? Well, when you actually pop the hood on the, on the, on the computer, the voting system, it's an ESNS 200 machine from a different vendor, ESNS. Um, and what you, if you look at the actual motherboard on this computer, you'll notice that there's this chipset. It's a 4G wireless tip, the chipset that as soon as that computer turns on, you've turned that computer into a smartphone and it's immediately trying to connect to the internet. Most clerks aren't going to know to peek under the hood of their, and open up the chassis on their voting system. They're going to trust what they're told on it. And even if they did pop open the chassis, how many clerks that you know of, would actually know what a 4G wireless chipset looks like. None. Yeah, none, none. And Tina was just uh, dogged. She didn't necessarily understand it. I know she does now, uh, but she's just one of many. And it t- the, with courage, with her courage, it's hard to find. Although I do find, Pat, that there are such good people still fighting, and you're one of those people. And as you were talking about your expertise, I was just thinking how God— you know, you're not in engineering anymore, and, and you've paid a big price, really, for your stand in many, many ways, shunned from a lot of things you could be doing, and yet God has prepared you for this, it seems, that you are wired exactly to do this. It's a, maybe a thankless yeah, my wife job. And I often, yeah, we <laughs> often look back at that, all the little <laughs> threads that he's put us into, it seems to kind of arrive at uh, for such a time as this, if you will. Yes, I think so, too. And that's in that, and that with that in mind, it kind of elevates our thoughts and helps us remember what I always try to help people remember those that, that are believers in Jesus and believe in eternity that there's a larger thing at play here, larger than even the large thing we described, which is the worldwide effort. Right. But there's a God in heaven who sees all of this and knows it, and there will be an accounting at some point. And our job is to stand and fight, and we just fight and fight and fight, and having, having done, we stand. Um, when some of us are going to be knocked off the field, bloodied, killed, uh, I know that's true, and yet we are going to fight this fight. And uh, I know that our opponents actually know that, and that's why they're determined, really and truly, their greatest enemy is people of the book, uh, those of us that love God, because we are real relentless in our uh, pursuit of truth because we serve the God of all truth. And Pat, you're one of those people. I just really thank you for everything that you've done. I want to commend you again, to commend to people again your website, Let's fixstuff.com. That's letsfixstuff.com. Again, Pat is the author of the 2020 coup, What Happened and What Can We Do? And you can be sure that we'll talk with Pat again about um, 
about the other things that he's learning about corruption in the elections, because we do have to fix stuff. I have to tell you, many, many people, and I've named some of their names in this, in this conversation, are working, working, working to fight all of this. But there is so much corruption in our ranks, so much corruption in our people, apathy, a selfishness, uh, and that is being taken advantage of by the left who sees a, a vacancy and an entree to do something really bad while Americans are enjoying the fruits of their labors. And so we can't let that happen. You need to be diligent, on guard, and every time there's an election, uh, you need to volunteer where you are. You can't fix the whole world, but you can fix your county. And so uh, your precinct, get involved so that you can make a difference because that's the only way we're really going to save this country. Any last word from you, Pat Kolbeck? Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I just want to point out that it's not just me. It's not just Mike Lindell. It's not just Sidney Powell and Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips and yourself that are going off and, and fighting this good fight. There are thousands of meddling kids all across the country, many of them doing it just like you're saying from a faith-based perspective and the pursuit of the truth that are relentless in this pursuit of justice for what's happened in our elections and exposing what's going on with this election fraud. So I just want to give a tip of the hat, if you will, to all the, what I call the meddling kids that are out there, because um, <laughs> I love that. I, I'm really just assembling a lot of the work that they're put together. And I, I'm, I get an opportunity through platforms like yours to get the word out to people, but there are so many people that are making this possible. And it's, you can see God moving in the midst of all this because of the the type of people that are moving and how, they, how they're supporting the efforts of all these meddling kids all across the country. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. Pat Colbeck, thank you so much. Let'sFixStuff.com. Let'sFixStuff.com. Uh, thank you, Pat Colbeck. This has been Sandy Rios 24-7. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Wow, Pat Holbeck is such a great interview. He's been a good friend for a long time and given some wonderful information in real time, even right after the 2020 election. Pat was a frequent guest. Uh, and I want to say, uh, take, take a little bit of a sideline here, because it wouldn't be possible for me to do what I'm doing unless we had sponsors. And so Preborn has joined us as a sponsor, and we've been talking to you about how they provide ultrasounds. For women who are maybe not sure about carrying the baby to full term, maybe they have two more children than they think they can manage, or maybe it's an embarrassing pregnancy, you know, do I have to explain? I probably don't. Uh, but an ultrasound helps a mom, a would-be mother, a uh, soon-to-be mother, to actually see her baby in many, many d- different dimensions. And generally speaking, uh, when that happens, women just cannot bear to terminate the pregnancy. It's a wonderful an honest and true way to persuade a woman to keep her child. If you would like to help us do more of that and support the show in the process, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. All right, and one other thing, just some practical stuff here. Our phone number, if you'd like to call or ask a question, is 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Four zero, or you, or you can email us at sandy at afr.net. Um, uh, you know the rest of it. I think you know this. You found the podcast. You know how to find it. So just tell your friends how they can find it as well. Bruce, it's interesting. You know, Pat was a senator in Michigan for a number of years, and it's an ironic that there was a news story that just came out. I don't know much of the detail, but I'll read this heading for you because 
because I think you've been on this story. Uh, Democratic, Democratic President Joe Biden honored Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson for protecting the right to vote and withstanding, quote, unprecedented pressure and threats, end quote, to overturn the 2020 election. What did he do? Presidential Medal of Honor? What did he get? For- Which is the second highest award that a civilian can be given by a president. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. And uh, all I can say is let the gaslighting continue yes. regarding the 2020 election because Biden told some story when he presented this award to her that uh, that a mob of Trump supporters had shown up outside of her home while they were decorating their Christmas tree and on Christmas Eve, and that she was so brave to stand up to them. And as it turns out, first off, it wasn't on Christmas Eve. It was December 5th that uh, <laughs> 20 or 30 Trump supporters came to her house and it had a, a little protest. None of them was arrested. Biden claimed they were armed and that they were dangerous. No one was arrested. Now, are you telling me, especially in Michigan with the governor up there, that if any of those people had been armed, they would not have been arrested? Did he announce that there was a plot against her life, a (laughs) kidnapping plot? That would be perfect. That would just be perfect. Well, they might wait two years and arrest them like they're doing people for January 6th. Um, But uh, what's really ironic about this, too, is that a judge in Michigan ruled that the Secretary of State Benson had violated the state ruling-making process by issuing unilateral guidance because she instructed her clerks to presume that uh, absentee ballot signatures were valid and didn't allow them to be scrutinized. So a judge, him, uh, him or herself, is telling us that uh, the Secretary of State acted improperly but she still somehow merits this award. Oh, she actually, I remember she ignored that order. And yes. also there was an order for her to purge the rolls. <laughs> and she refused that. She didn't, said she didn't have time. Yeah. Can this you is imagine? what, you know, like months months before the election. Yeah. So she, She's the Secretary of State. She's overseeing the voting rolls. She's ordered by a judge to clean them up. She refuses to by saying, I'm too busy to do that. And now she has the Presidential Citizens Medal for resisting yeah unprecedented pressure and threats to overturn the 2020 election. The reason we're being facetious is because what else can you do? This reminds me very much, I've said this before, but it bears repeating, uh, one of the ways the Soviet people and the Soviet Union, the Russians uh, and others too, but the Russians I'm most familiar with, managed the ridiculous doublespeak uh, gaslighting propaganda, you fill in the blank. One of the ways they managed that was through their humor. They had incredible, incredible humor. I used to really enjoy that because I loved Russian history. And so that part of history was pretty interesting. I'll just say one more one more time. Maybe this will make more sense. I remember um, seeing a, a cartoon in Pravda, which is their propaganda sheet. And it was a road, like a imagine drawing with a pencil. And so it's a crude drawing. And you've got a road and it's got a dotted line in the middle. And so it's like there are two two different lanes, but there's a dotted line in the middle. It comes to a fork in the road. And so you've got uh, like tons of cars uh, going off to the right fork and you've got just a few cars going off to the left. And so where the tons of cars are going off to the right, there's a big sign off the road that says sausage. And if you take the left fork, the big sign on the left says freedom. 
And that's the kind of sense of humor and reflection that I saw from the uh, Russians, and that's how they survived their oppression. And I think we may be uh, winding our way toward that. So uh, keep the sense of humor going. In fact, the left hates humor, so make fun of them because they deserve it. This is ridiculous stuff. Uh, So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I enjoy Pat so much. And so we really do thank you for listening, right, Bruce? Absolutely. Uh, It's so important that people stay involved. It's easy, just like Sandy was talking. You want sausage or do you want your freedom? Because if we if we give up, it'll everyone's freedom is gonna go away. Exactly. All right, and with that we will end our day together with you. And so thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Sandy Rios twenty four seven.